This is David Dunn, and you're listening to Wild Man and Steve. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wild Man and Steve show starts right now. And now the conclusion of the interview with Killian on the Wild Man and Steve show. About 20 years from now, they're going to say, hey, you know, Dad had a point. That is pretty good. Yeah. yeah I, I did the same thing with my daughter. We we tried to, you know, she liked music of her time. Uh, it, you know, she's 25 now. And we did, you know, but I, I we raised her on a plethora of music. I mean, I'm a rock guy, so I, I certainly led in that category with a lot of stuff. But whatever she was into, we rolled with, you know, and whatever other little things would come up. My wife, her mother is like, she is the epitome of uh, just turn it on and it's in the background. And if it, the cheesier it is, the more she likes it kind of thing. Um, So she kind of, you know, she's always kind of good with whatever. Uh, But my daughter got really, she's got a great sense of musical taste. Now she listens to just like everything, you know, across the board, which I think is fantastic. I I wish I would have had that when I was younger. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's get to the album. So 50. Okay. You already alluded to the fact of the obvious reason why the name, why the name came there, but yeah. the album itself, um, uh, what caused you to do this project? Uh, so the, the album, so the album cover is of my 72 Cougar. Uh, so, I, and it was funny that I, I, I was getting really close. I was, everything was done. I was getting ready to, you know, to put it out and I'm like, well, I need some artwork. And I had been struggling for, I don't know, like two weeks and um, I ran down the street uh, to this little burnt out gas station. I live in the country in the middle of nowhere. And I ran down the street to this burned out ca- ga- uh, gas station. And I took a picture of my car, took a bunch of pictures of my car. And I wound up using that as and I did. I created the graphics for the artwork. Uh, and so I thought, well, that's a nice little kind of visual because the car is 50 years old, right? 72, 22. Um, but of course, I, I was 50 during the writing of most of the songs which again is why I called it 50. Um, and so I, I guess a couple of the comp there's, it's a little bit of a um, hodgepodge of a few things. So there's one song on there that the, the country ish song, she's that way is actually a song. My parents wrote, as I mentioned, my mom was a country singer. They wrote that song before I was born. Uh, I think 69, wow. 70, somewhere in that neighborhood. I was going through a stack of stuff here at the house and I found the sheet music for it. Mm-hmm. And, and I had recorded and I had found it years ago. I had recorded a version in Nashville with some studio musicians in the nineties of that song as well. And I don't know what happened to it, but anyway, I was cleaning up around here recently and, and, um, and I found, you know, that sheet music and I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to redo that song. Right. I kind of needed something to kind of kickstart me. You know, sometimes musicians, we will we'll maybe do a cover song to kind of get us in, you know, kind of fire it up or something, get us in the mood, play something we really like or whatever. So I kind of used that to kind of kickstart some things. And that became kind of the, I don't know, I guess like an initial catalyst 
and I had no intentions of staying very country. I was going to definitely go all over the map with everything, as I said before, but it was a nice way to get started. Dress might be just too short to suit your fancy Revealing more of her than your eyes should probably see Remember this, if you should want to judge her She's that way And it's all because of me She says that I have done her wrong And she wants for me to bleed Cause she's that way And it's all because of me All because of me And then from there I was just doing various different Mostly if I could create it I would try it and then I would figure out how to write the song around it, you know. So as I listen to this song, the, the one one of them that really, if I was to choose any of them that took me, I guess, a little by surprise, <laughs> um, just a little, I mean, because you, you did promote it saying there's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, Realign was the one yeah. that really just jumped out. I mean, I was like, I wait, figured that was going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, you, you can see that coming. Because it was one of those where I actually thought, I was like, okay, wait a minute. Did Title, did they like um, just throw something else on the playlist? Um, uh, and then I listened to it more, and then I started listening to it more. And I said, like, no, this is this is his. And, and then I read it, you know, featuring yep. um, uh, Peter and Travis. And uh, it's a great, great song. Um, it was just unique because I wasn't expecting the rap to come out. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Yeah. But it was a great uh, a great job with it. But I'm curious though sure. of the message of the song because I'm look I'm re- listening to the message and and I can tell you're trying to get across the message. I can yeah. tell there's a message of concern that you it, have. It's so. the political divide that we have been in for a while now. Um, so the chorus is, you know, it's time to come together. It's time to realign, right? Come on! Remind us we're led by incredible liars who cite credible science. But I find that chances are slim with politicians crookeder than earthworm Jim. Always slinging mud on them. Liberty and justice, throw a little dirt on them. Pain never coming back again in the name of Christ. Nah, that'd be sacrilege. And we gotta find a way to repackage it. We got one side praying God bless America, the other side saying death to America. Everybody take a step back. Just take a breath in Get ourselves back on track simple we so we uh, i created the music i had the music all written um i kind of came up and played all the parts and i had kind of played the uh, the verses have a very 90s dr dre kind of feel um i had played a bait i'd played the bass line travis had wrote the bass line originally 
And then I took the baseline and changed it a little bit and I ran it through a couple of processors to, to kind of synth it out a little bit. And it kind of started getting this kind of Dr. Dre feel with it. And, and with the drum beat, I kind of changed some things around a little bit. And I thought, what am I going to sing over that? I, I, I'm sing-songy. Like I, you know, so like, what am I going to do over this? I couldn't come up with anything to sing on it. And Peter and I used to work together, and I knew that he had, uh, he had a passion for doing some hip-hop and things of that nature. And he's really good at it, and he's a pretty good writer as well. So I, I had the concept of the song. I had the chorus. Um, I had kind of what the message I wanted it to be. And so I said, hey, what do you think you can do with it? Let's see what you can Can you do something with it? And he came up with uh, the verses and just did a great job and knocked it out of the park and really helped me kind of bring the story together. And it's really kind of uh, what we went through from 2020 to, you know, to 2022, really kind of watching the, the various different things and how people, you know, neighbors are attacking one another and just all the kind of stuff that we went through. We've got a line in there where I say there's no left, there's no right, there's no black and no white. We just are, right? So let's just come together and realign. Let's just put all that noise aside. And it's hard It's hard right now. Clearly, we're seeing that, you know, even at the time we're taping this, we had the elections earlier this week, and it's just, it's hard. People yeah. are really divided. So that was the point of it. Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's amazing because um, down through history, music has a way of speaking to the culture yeah yeah and i you know we've we've got a line in there uh, division clouds the vision you know and it's it's just not you know it's hard to overcome and i get it and we'll get there eventually i feel pretty positive that we will we're just going through some you know a rough patch but that was the that was the genesis i had this music i thought it was really cool um i knew it i had the heavier the rock chorus and then, you know, but it's like, what am I going to do with these verses? And, and so, and then I had the break, originally I had the breakdown. There's the, uh, the sirens go off and Peter does the, really the full, full rap, uh, in the breakdown section. That was originally what I brought him in to do. Uh, but I was still struggling with the verses and I said, well, let's just see what we can do with the verses. So we came up with that and, and that's how it kind of came to be. Yeah. And, and folks, you won't be disappointed. It's a very creative, uh, song. Um, the, the song is, it, it has a gr great message to it has a great beat to it. And even myself, I'm not much into rap, but I started getting into this because it really, it really struck, yeah. struck a chord with me. So in the chorus, I, I did the big gang chorus. I've got the, the sing along, right? There's the na 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 nas in there, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So there it's got a little, again, I, I really was trying to do on 50, a little something for everybody. I mean, I really was. And it was, sometimes you hear artists say that and you go, well, are you pandering? No. And not really. Cause I created the music first before i ever thought about who might you know the audience might be I, I i write music it comes out and then i kind of start to think about it and i go well you know what kind of you know what type of song do i want this to be and sometimes all all artists will know sometimes it just hits you right and it's just there uh think it over was done in two days yeah. uh you know i didn't set out to make a pop piano ballad rock song but it just came out right uh, so and then as I did it, I thought, well, all right, let me, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, let me see what, how, how I can do that. Let me see what I can do in that kind of genre. Uh, so it's not so much that I feel like I'm, I was writing to anybody. I'm still writing for me. It just is a matter of, well, this is kind of interesting. It's got a little legs, you know, some legs in this department. Let's see what happens over here kind of thing. Yeah. So, so you touched on something there that I'd like to get into. So yeah. when you talk about the album itself, um, 
what were or do you currently hope that the listener gets out of this? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. You know, just maybe just enjoyment, you know, whatever it is that you listen to music for. Sometimes people listen to music for a beat. Sometimes they listen to music for, you know, a, you know they're a guitar player. They want to hear cool guitar or they want to hear, um, you know, some good singing or some, you know, lyrical content. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got different things, a little bit of everything, I guess. So I feel like one of the things I just love to do is, is kind of create music and see what I can come up with. I, I, I don't remember who said this, but one of, one of my idols was just kind of like, I'll create whatever my fingers will allow me to do. Uh, and that's kind of what I do. Uh, it's whatever happens to come out. If it's lighter, it's lighter. If it's heavier, it's heavier. If it happens to have hip hop to it, it has hip hop to it. Um, you know, I, I love a lot of uh, like seventies funk and, uh, I've got a song that I did on there where I played uh, uh, an electric piano. I love the electric piano. I think they're fantastic. It had its heyday in the 70s, but it's such a cool instrument with a great sound. And, yeah. and so sometimes I'm just like, let me let me just see if I, you know, it's like, I, here's a tone. Let me just see if I can, what I can make on this tone. And then you wind up, next thing you know, you've you've created a song around that vibe because of that particular instrument. Right. Yeah. I just hope they enjoy it, I guess. I bought what you sold. Dreams made with my soul. Connected future to your past. With chemistry on fire. A fire on desire. But cracks appearing in the glass. Believed in every word you ever said. When you sit down to write a song, you kind of alluded to this already. What I'm understanding is it's not like you're sitting there saying, man, the world needs this, so I'm going to fill in that gap. It's just nah. it's just a natural flow of the music that you're just a song creator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, When uh, on some of the songs on, on Shine On, the prior record from about two years earlier, uh, there's quite a bit of topical stuff there, COVID, obviously, but not that we're necessarily, you know, I wasn't talking about specifically COVID. Uh, it's just things in general, you know. So uh, on this, on 50, the first song is Downpour, uh, which I was, I really was proud of. It's, it's, a, it's, it's probably one of the heavier grooving songs. Uh, it's, it's drop tuning, you know, so it's, it's down a little bit. Um, and I wrote it around the fact of, of depression and anxiety. Uh, I, I don't think I'm suffering from that, but many people are. I have a family member that was at the time, and there was a few things about what they were going through that as I was sitting playing the riff, I heard some lyrics in my head, and it just kind of hit me, you know, that uh, it, it sometimes the world we're in right now feels like it's a constant downpour. It feels like it's a constant barrage of something falling on us. And that's just kind of how that song came to be. It wasn't intentional. Um, you know, I've got a loved one going through some depression at the time. 
everything in the world and I, I think it might have been raining and I was like, there, you know, there you go. And so I just kind of wrote it. I think it's amazing because uh, Downpour, folks, if you haven't heard it, I would suggest you to go listen to that one as well. It's a great song, great message. Um, I mean, it, it's really it's really a, a somber message that you're getting across. It, it is it is dark. Uh, and the video, if you check the video out, uh, it's actually around suicide. Uh, yeah. And I put suicide prevention information at the end of it. Uh, and again, my buddy Travis, as a longtime military vet, uh, PTSD, Turkish tea is about that as well uh, a song on the prior record called i don't dream anymore or i don't dream uh is actually around their struggles a lot of vet struggles uh he he takes medicine for uh or did anyway for dream suppression literally to keep him from dreaming a lot of vets do in yeah. order to uh you know to not have violent reactions or to not have you know problems and so we wrote that song around that so i mean we you know i try not to just do complete fluff uh and i try not to get be serious all the time it just happens to be whatever is whatever radio love song is a complete you know just an ode to cool songs on the radio so completely opposite of downpour right yeah yeah and you can and folks i'm, I'm telling you you can hear that in his music you know there's the def, definitely a plethora of moods that you get um uh, when you listen to mark yeah um so uh, as an independent artist um mm -hmm. Now, my understanding is that um, this you, this isn't your full time gig. You're not a full time musician, is that correct? I'm or probably about a, for that at least. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I own a production company. Um, I, I my day job is I'm actually a you know we're talking on a podcast. I'm actually a radio host and a podcaster uh, as my daytime gig. Uh, yeah. My uh, my partner and I own a, uh, a production company, and we do a lot of stuff for got clients all over the country. So that's kind of my, uh, my day gig, but right. I'd create all the music that's on all of our shows. Uh, one of our employees now helps me with some of that cause he's a talented musician as well. Um, but so yeah, in a way, I guess I'm, I don't know, semi pro semi full time somewhere right. in that neighborhood. Cause I do it just about every week and it's playing someplace on the, on a station someplace or on a podcast somewhere weekly. Um, but my music yeah, I would say it's a, you know, I guess in that semi vein. I'm close to I'm close to being able to do it full time. Be great. I don't know if I'll yeah. get there, but well, yeah. you know, when we when you hear it, it's it's not like because as we talked earlier, you know, you have some independent artists where, uh, again, we don't want to get the negative thought, but some of them you're like, well, you, you can tell us you can tell it's part time, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. if yeah. I may be so blunt. But with you, it it does sound like a professional musician. The quality's solid. The quality. I mean, I would call myself a professional. I've been playing long enough, and I've played with enough people 
Uh, I've opened up for some pretty big names when I was younger. Um, I had the fortunate of growing up uh, with a traveling band that, that played all around. My mom was on the charts in the seventies, uh, limited, but still. So, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, and I, I was signed twice and I was cut twice. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I wrote a song that was recorded by a major Nashville recording artist in the nineties. Uh, really, really big artist. Uh, and that song hit the cutting room floor. Um, so, you know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, I mean, I feel, I mean, I, I, I feel okay saying that I'm a professional. Um, I just happen to make a, my most of my living another way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. This so is, this is passion, right? This is, this is passion. And, and, and we're on Twitter. We see people all the time. Why do you play? We see how hard it is for indie artists, right? They're, they're always like, how do I get more people to, we're inundated and how, you know, we're just lost in the noise. Yeah. Um, you know, some of you will see some say, you know, I think I'm done. You know, I think I, I think I'm hanging it up. Uh, I can't. Um, I have severe tinnitus. I've like many musicians. I've got Meniere's disease, struggle with vertigo. Um, I'm, I've had open heart surgery. I'm a walking mess, wild man. Uh, <laughs> but I can't quit. When I tried, I, I don't really know if I say it, I tried to quit. But there was a period when I didn't play much. And my wife was like, you're miserable. And I don't like you like go like you, like you need to do what you need. Like we, as people, right. Whatever your love or your passion is, if you suppress it or try to keep it at, at, at bay, are you being who you are? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads, leads into the next thought I was going to go down was that what is your advice for independent artists out there, especially those who aren't, who don't have the, uh, the capability to do this, like they would want to all yeah. the time. Yeah. man. Because, you know, I, I as, as I mentioned, I've tried to get back into it. I've been out of it since I was, you know, a, a young adult and yeah. getting back into it. And I, and, you know, with a family job, everything else, you know, and you want to be your best when you record, you don't want to like, right. you know, you're exhausted and you're trying to sing, it's going to come out, you know? Yeah. So well, I, I, I promised myself I'd be in the studio. Right. So yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and maybe, and maybe that's part of it. Like you keep that promise to yourself, but maybe that's practice or maybe that's writing or maybe that's, uh, you know, I don't know, a different element of, of it, but yeah, those, some of those crucial elements, uh, definitely don't do those when you're exhausted or tired. You might not get the performance you want out of it. That's a, that's a tough question, Wild Man, because it's, I mean, it's it is hard. I mean, there, everything right now it feels like is is harder than it's ever been. Right? Um, recency bias is something that we all have to deal with, and and it's a lot of independent artists just feel like I, I I'm never going to cut through this noise, you know. But you miss. What is those saying? You you miss one hundred percent of the of the uh, the at bats that you don't take, right? So if you don't go to batting practice and swing, yeah, of course you're going to miss the pitch because you never showed up in the beginning, you know, in the first place. So show up, maybe. Yeah, that would be the first thing. Yeah, show up. Um, what what concerns you the most about modern day music? The just the music industry in general. Man, I've been in and out of the industry in so many different ways for so long. We all know it's, well, most people know, right? It's not, um, it's not above board a lot of times, right? It, it's, there's a lot of schmarminess, for lack of a better term, uh, in the music industry. And, and it's always, 
it's always been that way, right? I mean, you, any any search, any historical 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 search, excuse me, uh, you'll uh, you'll you kind of see that it's always been something, and, and so that's probably the most frustrating thing. It, it's everything's so corporatized and so big business, right? I mean, stations have been owned by a small number of companies for a long time, so you get you know the old days of of being able to get you know, a DJ to actually play, play your song is virtually impossible on terrestrial radio, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God for, for all the, uh, the wonderful internet radio stations and folks that do that, you know, in their spare time, right? Uh, on their, you know, uh, it may not be their day job either, right? And they're out there because they love music. There's right. a ton of them that play a lot of us. God love them. Thank you so much, right? Because they have a, they have a love and a passion for, for that stuff. And so they're out there trying to still do the thing that they enjoy. Maybe they're not a musician. Maybe they can't create, but they really love music. So they, they, they do what they can do, right? They, they play it. They, they create a radio station or whatever the case is. And um, so I guess it's the control that, I guess, big, I mean, it's big money, right? I mean, it's big money with anything. Anything costs a lot of money to get done, you know? Um, when we think about our political system, we'll stay away from most of that. But, you know, a ton of people may start out with the best of intentions, but what we end up with is the final things that we get to choose on are not always the best quality people, uh, but they have the most money or they talk the loudest or they squeak the, they squeak the loudest kind of thing, right? And I think any industry is that way. It's money and clouts and various different things kind of keep the same 20 people or 50 people or a hundred people in, in our faces every day. And, and all, you know, there's so many, so many, I mean, go on any, go on Instagram or go on, you know, great things about social media for all their negatives, go on YouTube and, and look at the plethora of insanely talented people that just, I mean, I'm a decent musician, I think, but I go see some people and I'm like, you know, wow, I stink <laughs> compared to that person, you know, but I don't let it stop me. signed twice you've been cut twice you know that's just the name of the game yeah um what would be your advice to that indie artist out there who is saying i think i'm going to give it up yeah uh, because it's not going anywhere i mean it's gotten to the place now where you know some friends that i i've met on twitter and elsewhere will joke about hey i made a buck off spotify you know oh, yeah. oh, i've done it yeah <laughs> yeah. I got my I got my streaming check in and I, I was able to buy a soda and a bag of chips. It was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um Yeah, so the, so for the ones that that are just like this isn't going anywhere or I'm, I can't get any traction. What would you I guess what's why are you doing it? Right? I mean, are you doing it for money? 
Are you doing it for fame? What are you doing it for? Right? So I guess that's, and that's going to change throughout life. I mean, when I was 20, the reasons I was a, you know, a musician and playing in bands when I was 20 is not the same reason it was when I was 30. And that's not the same reason it was when I was 40. Right. So, you know, we could make the old jokes that in, you know, you know, when I was 20, it was, it was for girls, you know, <laughs> it was, it was to, you know, to be the cool guy or whatever. Right. Um, so I went from playing drums to playing guitar cause I could be out front, you know, or, you know, I mean, you could kind of use any adage you wanted to use. Um, you know, and the way it's, we all have that. I think we all have that fantasy. We all have that. It'd be great to be, you know, to have a hit, you know, and, and to have some, you know, a little, maybe a little fame, a little fortune. Uh, many of us can sit as an older person now and say, I don't care about that. I don't know if you're being totally honest with yourself. If you say you don't care, but I don't think that's completely true, but I think the reality of where you are in life will play into why you still do it or not. So just ask yourself, why are you doing it? And if you can find justification in that reason and love in that reason and passion in that reason to do it, yeah. don't let the, don't let the, the, the fact that everything's controlled by the same six companies keep you down. Just do what you're going to do. You know, don't write a song. Don't write a song for me. Don't write a song for wild man. You know, like write a song for you and that's the best you can do. Somebody will love it. Somebody will find it. Yeah. 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 I, I hear that uh, from artists also uh, before I've heard so, same type of theme of it, one of the questions was put out was if, if nobody was going to listen to what you're putting out and you knew that ahead of time, would you still do it? Yeah. That's a tough one, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah. Because I, if I don't, I'm not, I'm not me and I'm not happy with me. And I feel, I don't know, I guess I feel like something's missing and that's not something I can put, I guess I can put my finger on. It's not something my wife can fix. It's not something my daughter can fix. It's not something my dog can fix. Right. I love them all. Right. You know, we, we love our families uh, and they do something different for our lives, but musicians or, or creatives, artists, whatever you term you want to put on it. Right. Uh, my wife is completely analytical. She jokes. She's like, I don't have a creative bone in my body. I can't, I don't understand it. We, but it took a long time, it took almost 20 years, but we found one. We finally found one and she's, she really loves to paint now. She's gotten really into, yeah, uh, I saw that on the website, a couple of styles, styles of painting. And she's really good. She entered a couple of art shows. She won first place. Like, you know, <laughs> And, and so, and it did wonders for her psyche, especially during COVID, especially during some lockdowns and things of that nature. And that's when I was really pushing her. I'm like, Hey, look, you, you got to come up with something, right? Yeah. Uh, we have to have outlets, right? Whatever that might be. And so, uh, yeah, that's probably for me. It's like, I, I, I go into it with, with the intention that, you know, if, if 10 people listen, awesome. Yeah. You know, if, uh, if a hundred thousand listen, super awesome. Yeah. But if they don't, I'll still, I'll still write a song anyway. Yeah. And, and I wonder, you know, like it, to use the movie analogy that you, to kind of spin off of the movie analogy you sure. used before. Um, let's take, for example, The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. My understanding is that the original people involved, all of it, they had no clue that was going to become what it became later on. Same right. with the Christmas uh, movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Nobody thought right. that was going to go anywhere. Yeah. So I, I wonder with this. Uh, look, look at Star Wars, right? I mean, yeah. everybody ran from that, you yeah. know, the first one. I mean, that's why he was able to get that merchandising deal the way he got it, right? Because they're like, 
nobody's going to like this. This is terrible. Almost, almost going back to uh, Les Paul when Gibson laughed at him, you know, and said, yeah, electric guitar, what are you, crazy? Um, but so I, I wonder, we talked about this earlier with this plethora of, I think 35,000 a day, I think you said. I, I've seen all kinds of numbers. It's been Something crazy. Like that. 30,000, 40,000. That's yeah. how much music is going out. I wonder how much of that music might be discovered later after the artist isn't even here. Entirely possible. Great point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and while it's frustrating to a lot of us musicians to see that much music being created because we do feel like we're lost in the uh, cacophony. There was a great band, by the way. Um, a little random one for folks who might know who was in that. Uh, but anyway, who get lost in that, right? We kind of feel a little frustrated by it. At the same time, you know, we were talking about, you know, the, all the issues we've got going on in society we should be a little happier with that much music being made. That's a lot of people making music and making music makes me happy. Yeah, it should. I, yeah. I mean, cause it, you know, again, going back to um, where it was like, it, I mean, all we could do was try to see if we had enough money for studio time to see if we could get something out there to see if, see if we can get a demo tape made yeah. so that somebody would approve it other than nobody was going to hear it past whoever you handed it out to right. um, where we're now. Now you right. upload it, and you can send the link, and any and somebody in uh, uh, Nova Scotia can listen to us. Somebody in Timbuktu, absolutely, and that's and that's fantastic. And I think that's where, unfortunately, they come back at us with this unfair advantage that we're all, you know, a little get a little annoyed with, right? Hey, we're giving you the opportunity to be heard by somebody in Nova Scotia when you live in North Carolina that you wouldn't have, you know, but the. The numbers in a lot of ways for us are the same. Uh, back in the day, I would we would get something recorded, and we're literally walking down the street handing out CD or cassettes or uh, CDs. How many people have you know you handed out? They threw it away. How many people listened? Right. Yeah. Now we just have a quantifiable number because we can kind of see on the you know on the Spotify uh, artist page or the Apple artist page or whatever. Oh well, okay, this is how many people listen, and so that's that's got a kind of a nice benefit. But I, I do think they know they have us over a barrel, and, and I think we all know it, right? We just, what else yeah. are we going to do? So, yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely a both end, and it's definitely yeah. a, a dichotomy. Well, yeah. And that's why so many of us, I think, you know, we'll see each other kind of promoting and talking and trying to build each other up in the various different communities and saying, hey, look, you know, it, 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 it's not the musicians. We know the rules and we know how tough it is. It's getting the other folks, right, to, to friends and family. You know, saying, hey, look, five bucks is all it's going to cost you to buy this thing that's incredibly personal to me that I spent a year on or I spent six months on or whatever the case is. Uh, that five dollars is the equivalent of you listening to the whole thing 5,000 times. Yeah. So just buy it. <laughs> yeah. That's five bucks. Yeah. Well, you know, you spent more than that. I guarantee you on something frivolous that week, right? <laughs> so certainly you could support a friend, a family, a loved one, you know, uh, whatever the case might be. And that, that's, that's tough. We all, I mean, all of us, uh, hopefully some of my fellow musicians out there are going right on. Absolutely. Cause it's, it'll frustrate you. Uh, I'll, I'll throw my brother under the bus just because he'll give me uh, crap about it later on. We were we were out at one day at the pool and just had the music playing in the background, and uh, a song was playing. And he goes, "I like this song. Who is yeah. this?" And I was like, "It's your brother, dude. It's me. You know, <laughs> you know the CD I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I like that song." 
And I'm like, that's if that doesn't wrap it up in a nutshell for what we go through a lot of times with friends and family, I don't know what does. kids to love it right yeah it's, it's, it's almost almost like they're not allowed not to like you know, yeah they have oh, yeah. to but you yeah. know you, and, and same with my wife now my wife and i we do not have the same taste in music yep. i mean complete polar opposites yeah which is very common um and I, I remember hearing an interview with um uh what's his name steve uh, Carell from the office mm-hmm. um, where they asked him, they said, so what did your kids think of your show? And he said, they've never watched it. Yeah. You know, his family yeah. never watched it. Yeah, there it. you go. It, what? it happens. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. so, it's uh, a great show, right? Your dad's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, we all have that. Like, it, it happens. It's hilarious that we all go through that. I mean, you can see, you'll you'll hear with that from that from movie stars as well. You know, somebody will be like, oh, I've, you know, I've never watched my dad playing some iconic character or something like that, you know, and you just go, ah. <laughs> yeah they, they don't re- do you do you know who your dad is like yeah, right yeah yeah he's dad yeah <laughs> so uh what do what do you envision i mean we we can't predict the future but what do you envision 2023 and beyond where do you see mark killian music going uh, any plans you have right now what do you think were is right around the corner for you yeah you know i i was really trying to find some musicians to maybe uh you know put together and get out there and actually and actually start playing some of the stuff live um it's been challenging my area is definitely a hot spot for cover musicians and you know they just there's just not a lot of venues and avenues for original music so it's a challenge and you know i don't know if that'll be overcome or not that's 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 a tough one too, I think for, for, for original music, it's, it's really hard not to say it's impossible and definitely different pockets of, of stuff everywhere. Uh, I've struggled with going back and doing some cover band stuff just to kind of be out. Um, but you know, I mean, I've done, I've done that a long time through different years. I feel like that's, I feel like I'm really kind of just done with that. I'd rather just create, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was this guy on the wall right here actually that said, I'd rather fail as myself. Um, than than succeed as somebody else you know and and i kind of i kind of got into that mode recently the last couple of years with the with the cover thing i love covers i love playing covers i love music that i love i listen to music every day tons of it every day all day long uh, but i think from a playing standpoint i mean i plan on just writing more original material and, and maybe i'll get it out on the road maybe i won't i don't know we'll see but for the most part for sure i'll definitely be creating 
more material and, and videos. I, I love making videos too. Um, it all gets time consuming and harder and harder to do, but I try to create I, in some form or fashion. I do just as much as I can on it. If yeah. I some of it, I film myself and it, I usually edit all of it myself. Some of it I have, I've, I get from uh, other folks and various things, but I try to do as much creative stuff as I can. Okay. All right. Well, at the end of each episode, we always have the wild man's on the spot question. Oh, which is funny because it, I don't know why we call it that because pretty much every question is you're on the spot, you know, because, sure. you know, sure. <laughs> but so here's the one I thought of for you was as okay. a drummer, um, you can be on stage with one musician or, or band throughout history. They don't have to be living, whatever, throughout history. It could go back to Mozart, whatever. Um, but you can only choose one. Who are you going to choose? Man, come on. That's brutal. <laughs> that is beyond brutal. You know, I, I think I'd want to pick one that I could, that I could hang with. And I don't mean like hang out with, but I mean like be able to be at their level, <laughs> you know, be able to like perform as, as good as they're performing. Uh, right. Cause you don't want to, you know, there's the old saying of you want to play with people that are better than you so that you have to lift your game up. Uh, yeah. So in that respect, maybe I would be want to be the worst person. Maybe now that I think about that, maybe I should be the, the worst one on stage. Um, you know, my, one of my all time favorite groups obviously is, is Van Halen. Um, there's no way I could, ever compete with or replace Alex. So that one's kind of out the window. Plus they're brothers, right? You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. Rush is right there. Can't replace Neil. So that's kind of out the window. Um, man, I don't know. That's, that's beyond tough. Um, <laughs> oh, Kansas. Oh, wow. How about we go with Kansas? F yeah. Fantastic drummer, but boy, what a band, right? Yeah. And what I, I write a lot of stuff that's all over the map. They write a lot of stuff that's all over the map. Um, so maybe Kansas. Yeah, and you talk know? about a band that made a huge impact on impact on the, the yeah. world and the music world. Yeah. I, I would say I would say sticks in the same regard, but who could compete with Todd Suckerman, man? That dude's a beast. Yeah. He's just insane on the drums. Uh, we just went and saw them not long ago, and my word, he is beyond good. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't compete with that guy either. So, uh, <laughs> not that I'm probably on, on, uh, on the level of Kansas's original drummer either, but I'll go Kansas. What the heck? Oh, you know, you, you keep saying that throughout the interview and folks, I just want to tell you, go listen to his music and you'll hear he's, he's pretty much up there. He's pretty much, his Thanks, level man. is, it's up there pretty much. So, Thanks, man. um, you know, I, I appreciate your humility, but just hearing that is, is amazing. And one thing I like, I love about your music also, I was, we were interviewing an artist recently who made this statement. They said, you know, you, you, you want to write something that it's memorable and that's what i like there there's a there's a catchiness to your music you know when you yeah. get to yeah. the chorus there's the there's the idea that it starts to kick in and you know you're you're almost to that fist pump time you know that yeah. the, the harmonies the vocal harmonies are tremendous and so Thanks. that's you know that's the funny thing man because that's the last thing like that's what i think i'm probably the worst at is singing uh and uh but i just been forced to do it for so long and i've gotten pretty decent at it but harmonies anybody who tries to do harmonies will it'll tell you it's tough yeah. and i started you know and then i got to the position where i had to do two part three part four part you know and yeah. it's like man you know so it, it's it's tough but it made me a better musician it really did learning how to sing and learning how to sing harmonies improved my overall musicianship no doubt 
And that's something else. I, I don't believe that the average listener realizes how much work and effort goes into just one song they're here. Yeah, so it, for it, sure. It, it takes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, thinking over uh, the second song on the on the album, I wrote it in a couple of days. Like I said, I recorded the whole thing in a week, mm -hmm. recorded all the parts, played all the parts, sang all the parts in a week. Fastest song I had done. Um, and uh, there's a lot of vocal parts to it. Sometimes it just happens. Another one of them, you know, took me forever. Um, there's one on there that Peter also guests on called Miss Never Would I Ever. And that one took me forever to sing uh, because of the way the, the chord changes happen and the way of the melody. I just couldn't lock in to what I needed to do. And so you just never know. Sometimes it'll be like that. I do a ton of vocals on She's That Way. They were really easy. But two or three of the songs on the record took me forever to sing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, thank you. Mark, MarkKillian.com, ladies and gentlemen, and you can find him on all streaming services. And uh, we will look forward to um, much more great music that you that you put out in the future. But for right now, let's just enjoy 50, what he's put out. It's an incredible album, folks. You want to listen to it. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Sorry I couldn't meet Steve. Have Steve on. But uh, yeah, I love being here. love chatting with you. And uh, Anytime, I'll be happy to come back. All right, yeah, we'll we'll have Steve next time, and and uh, you'll 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 have to live through the pain of him and I bantering together. So. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. It was an honor to interview Mark Killian, great musician with a lot of knowledge about the music industry. What inspired me was when he talked about passion, having a passion for music that he just couldn't stop. I ask you today, what are you passionate about? What is it that makes you get out of bed in the morning? If your answer is, not much, anymore I don't seem to have a passion for anything, I would encourage you to simply pray, Jesus, what can I be passionate about? and he will be faithful to answer. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time. The Wild Man and Steve Show is now partnering with New Release Today. Find out more about them at newreleasetoday.com. And don't forget to check out our website, where you can also leave us a review at wildmanandsteve.com. Sounds like rock and roll to me.